first podcast episode of Brown Girls Collide. Brown Girls Collide is a podcast and a creative platform created by three hosts, me, Yugli and Monica. The purpose of Brown Girls Collide is to bring cultures together to speak about the taboos related to societal expectations and norms in um, each of our countries and also to focus on our own self development and growth too. As we learn from each other and share, we hope you enjoy our content and grow with us on our journey. Honored to have our first guest on with us today. She is a 2020 Golden Crane Award winner who has been featured on a digital magazine and on the radio station of Fever FM 104. In addition to that, we have recently learned that she is a nominee for, for the podcast awards for 2021. A stop motion animation lover, a creative individual, and a 10 year old podcasting inspiration with her own podcast, Little Mind Chats. She has also founded a club, Little Wise. Through the club, she plans to collect back used plastic toys to get them recycled and encourages children to buy more sustainable toys. All of these achievements inspire us and many children to take initiative and make a difference. We know you all will enjoy learning more from Siona. We now gladly welcome Siona Vikram. Thank you so much for joining us, Siona. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And now you will share. Hi, Siona. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, all three of you? I'm, yeah, we're doing great. So how's your day going? It's going good. In fact, it just started. Yeah. So we will start with some questions and then we will have some icebreakers for you. So the first question is that in your podcast episode, you have talked about different taboos related to children, related to environment. So how cultural taboos affect the environment and you think that that needs to be stopped? Um, that's a good question. Well, I think sometimes the culture does impact the environment because there are some things that we do in a culture to like actually get it right. And then that might impact the environment. For example, in a party, in party culture is what I call it. Um, you have a lot of plates and spoons and a lot of party decorations and a lot of balloons. And once you're done with the party, all that the balloons deflate and then you throw away all the cutlery and the utensils and then that just goes and affects the environment. So it's not a good thing to, like, I mean, it doesn't mean that the culture is bad. It just means that the culture should be changed slightly. Yeah, I agree that that certain traditions or certain culture, religion that we are following that need to be changed. So how can you know how how can we change this tradition or this culture? Well, it's not too hard. It's simple in a simple way. You can change your habits to change the habits of the culture. Like you, instead of using balloons, you can make recycled paper windmills. They're fun as well. And 
I've been on Clubhouse lately, and I've been made, and I've been meeting a lot of amazing people. And I also hosted my own Clubhouse room, and in that, I uh, there was this lady who spoke about where she made a party decoration, which is practically a bunting, out of old clothes, so that people could come to the party and it it was pretty colorful because and abstract and they could go oh look that's my shirt that's my old shirt oh oh that's a great idea <laughs> that's yeah we need to work on these ideas so like the second question i request monica for me personally i was just curious what are what advice would you give to someone who's starting their own podcast as this is our first episode? We're just curious to know what are some things that you've learned or what are some highlight moments? What have you enjoyed the most about uh, doing the podcast? And what, how, do you, how do you stay uh, on top of it in terms of how do you continue and find the motivation to keep going through each episode? I know there were several questions in one, but feel free to answer how you wish. Oof, that's a load of fun questions. So I'd say that what keeps me motivated to do my podcast is the good reviews and uh, the good incidents that happen that motivate me and keep me going. For example, I'll give you two examples. Uh, in my season one, which is about health, there was this boy who was listening to my podcast and before he did, he literally refused to eat any of the healthy stuff and he always wanted junk food and no wedgies and fruits. And then after he listened to my episode with the pediatrician, which spoke, which he spoke about healthy eating, he completely said, he completely changed in like, he became the opposite. Yeah. And his mom was stunned by this and she came back to us telling us the story and the second incident is when there was this girl she's slightly older than me and she after listening to my episode about healthy eyes she found out why she got headaches and she practiced the exercises suggested by the pediatrician on my podcast and she came back to us with the PPT about it. And that really made us super happy. Wow, that's incredible. It's awesome that you've been able to make an impact on these lives of these people to the point where they've either changed their lifestyle or they've learned more so they can improve their health. That's incredible. That's really great that you've been able to do that. Um, so now I would like to pass on the next question for Rimshim to ask you, and she'll be sharing. Yeah. So Siona, did you face any cultural differences? Like as you live in UK and being an Indian, did you face any cultural differences? And Yes, so well, I did a bit because in UK and in India, there's a bit of a cultural difference in uh, in India, I felt like I was very tight in a loose way because I had I was still fitting in, and then there were a few conflicts between me and my classmates when my teacher gave us exactly. um, class activities, and 
I was trying to fit in, so I had a bit of a hard time, but I, I did get over it. In fact, I'm still getting over it right now. I'm trying to. So, what do you say? Like, in terms of what they say, like your classmates or the other people live or your relatives, what they actually say about you? Actually, um, in the UK, they they teach children to be independent and to be curious and always exploring. But then, once I went back to India. I was told to bow down to my elders and not ask too many questions. And then I experienced this time when people didn't like didn't care about children. Like they don't mm-hmm. now like care about children in the sense like they do care, but they don't care when children are trying to say something. They don't want to listen to children because they think children don't know what they're speaking about. Because sometimes. Um, they if i'm speaking to somebody they interrupt me and in and they say interrupting oh. is pretty rude mm. so that was one incident that really hurt me so uh what was your experience being living in different countries well i experienced um i thought both of them were my homes because in the uk i have many friends in india i have friends and family and here i kind of have a little bit of attach- attachment to this country because i was born and brought up over here so since the um in over here in the uk it's a bit hard for different people from different places to interact with other people from other places and that one thing that I really struggled with here a bit and then over there in India it's all of our kind and it was easier to interact with people okay oh it's easier to interact okay so um what inspires you for doing little mind chats um, what inspires me is minds are little, not our thoughts, which means that our minds may seem little, but the thoughts are not limited, literally not limited. Yeah, and I get to meet lots of different people through my podcast, may they be guests. Mm. And um, they may not be necessarily on my podcast, but they can be on Clubhouse or somewhere like here, like amazing people like you. Wow, that's great. Okay, so Siona, we have some icebreakers for you. I'll pass on to you, please. So Siona, I just want to ask that, uh, like, this is something funny, but yeah, like, would you rather have to shave all of your hair or lose all of your teeth for your lifetime? I'd say I'd rather shave my head, but not again. (laughs) (laughs) well both of them happened to me actually it's raining teeth and once i shaved my head oh oh and like okay so what things you would teach that would help school to make more useful to the children uh well what would be useful is to stop giving homework (laughs) i relate to you because you know when i was a child or kid i used to think okay stop giving this homework i want to enjoy my time (laughs) 
So the last icebreaker is you that if you could travel back in time and when you was when you were three year old kid, so what advice would you give yourself? I'd say to myself, uh, stop playing with the plastic toys and be a good kid. Oh, you're already a good kid, I guess. Your parents are super proud of you, I guess. They are. Maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, we will start with the, this question. I have this question that when you started with your club, Little Wise, as it's a great initiative, so how like how did you get this idea and how did you motivated yourself because you know many adults have many great ideas but they fail to start their own something you know new venture or new startup so how did you get through this well my mother is actually a bit experienced in the business field i mean a bit experienced and uh, she knew that it was going to be a useful idea to start something like that. So she helped me. What motivated me to start this was season four of my podcast, which was based on earth and environment. And I spoke to many scientists and children from across the world. And it made me realize that we have less than less than zero seconds to save the planet because the reversibility stage is now over and we can't get back to it. So it's up to humanity to stop what they're doing to protect the environment. And um, another thing that motivated me to actually start it was this news about two-day-old turtles dying of plastic in their tummy on a Californian coast. And uh, since I was a child, I really loved turtles and I couldn't bear the fact that turtles who had a lifespan of a hundred years their lifespan was brought down to two days so I really couldn't take it and I knew I had to do something in my hat that was in my reach like something I can literally grab the moment I think I'm bored which is toys and I still remember that day I was sobbing and crying and my mom was too a bit I'm literally inspired like how great you are as a kid because I still remember that when I was a kid, I was so naughty and I was like, okay, I don't want to do this, but you have a, literally a very good idea, you know so much. Can I explain yeah. what I do in my little wise club? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, so in my little wise club, I collect, I plan to collect back the used plastic toys from children and get them recycled and help them and encourage them to... Um, buy more sustainable toys. So I had this guest on my podcast and he has India's top recycling, e-waste recycling point and he does receive many toys each year. So he offered us a hand, a helping hand to recycle the used plastic toys that I get from my little wise club. I mean, W-I-S-E stands for Warriors Inspiring Sustainable Earth. It's an acronym. That's incredible. Like, you literally had that meaning in your name. <laughs> so to encourage children to keep coming back to Little Wise and buying more sustainable products, I'm getting in touch with many people 
uh, who do sustainable stuff like Rescript Sustainable Stationery. I think you should um, get to know of them. So they have, you should actually check out their website. They, they make sustainable stationery from recycled paper and the paper is off-white. The notebooks are off-white and they make a big range of products not yeah so they make um they make notebooks uh you get them in a4 and king size then you get printer paper you get pens and pencils and the pencils are so satisfying to sharpen so if you know somebody who does sustainable stuff please let us know yeah sure now I will ask Monica. I saw that you're really into stop motion animation and I know absolutely nothing about this. So I'm so curious to know more about this. And I, I know you've shared about digital art as well. So I would love to learn about this. If you could briefly just give us some information or what, what do you like about it? That would be great. Well, the best thing I like about it, it is that it isn't messy and Stop motion animation is also fun, but you but it's really nothing without Lego. So um, in stop motion animation, you can do it for fun, you can do it for a living, and uh, claymation. If I think um, you know of Shaun the Sheep, they did that entirely in stop motion animation, and that was one of my inspirations. And um, I just wanted to check it out, and I made this super beautiful one. And uh, I wish I could share it to you after this. And um, yeah, you have to take pictures. You have to adjust the lighting. You have to uh, like you have to adjust the characters. And the storyboard making is pretty fun because sometimes I make it on the way. Wow. And about digital art, it's less messy than real art, and you get. A wide range of brushes for free because you have to go to the store buy the paints and then buy the color pencils buy the sketch pens and everything and instead of that you can just pick up your tab on the go and draw anything and scribble anything while you're on the go and um, i got in touch with this with these people called animaster they're an organization in india who do animations and all sorts of digital things like Photoshop. And then they offered me a free course, which is um Photoshop course. I took it and then I'm not sure when the 2D animation course might start. Yeah, and I actually, I do like animation, 2D animation. I do it on this app called Flipper Clip and um, I make many amazing things. I did one about the trees and things, and I'm working on others. How you manage your studies and this, all these things together? Like, what helps you? Like, your mom helps you to keep you organized or what? I mean, how you keep? Good question. Actually, I, there are many children in the world. I hope you know of any school-going children. Yeah. So um, they might be when they the online classes are going on and then they spend screen time on online classes, which is excusable because they have to have that at least that much. And then they spend the rest yeah. of the day 
on gaming or things like that. It's only for their uh, biological needs that they come away from the screen. Well, I um, well, I do spend some amount of screen time, but not on entirely pleasure. I spend some time on school, and then I spend time on podcasting, and then I and then um, not everything is for purely pure entertainment sometimes i do have a bit of entertainment but so um, that, do you yeah. like reading books or novels or i do like reading books but i have but i've read nearly everything that was in my reach so so now yeah. i so that because of that i developed an interest for digital stuff like uh, like what i just mentioned yeah siona has like the kids in your age as you said that they're more into gaming they're more into these things so you know how did you stop yourself like because in covid times like you started your podcast in 2020 in in pandemic right yeah actually the fact is this is a bit of a funny story but i'll tell it to you because in india where because now i'm in the uk in india the tv stopped working so there was no tv for me to watch and we i didn't have my xbox in the india so i didn't play much xbox oh and like uh, like you have your like do you have your personal cell phone uh no i don't and about the xbox bit my brother yeah. hijacked the xbox when she came here so no xbox oh. for me anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now i just pass it on to monica you were talking about sustainability and um renewable change so what are your thoughts on climate change or what can someone do in terms of climate change especially besides uh just recycle recycling or uh reuse of material um in terms of there have been some things like for example people will reduce carbon emissions by using electric cars and all but as a as a kid or for other kids what else can they do if they don't have the resources or they don't have the toys or things like that what else can they do in terms of sustainable change well they can um ask their parents to if they if their parents are building any new homes or things like that they can request the parents to stop using concrete in building things because if we named different ages by the name of the rocks for example stone age bronze age and things like that uh, we'd be naming this age guess what we'd be naming this age what would we what would we be na- naming this age <laughs> concrete age concrete age wow because we use more concrete than i think plastic so um i request you to stop using uh, concrete whenever you can because even that's not biodegradable and it's bad for mother earth and you can stop using plastic toys and uh if you're using a car if your parents don't listen to you because you're still a child and they think that mm, um just tell them that it, it's not a joke and it's actually real but um and tell them that 
we've gone out of the stage where we can reverse it. We can't reverse it anymore. We went out of that stage a few years ago already, and we're still continuing to do illegal stuff. And uh, people and presidents say that we'll reduce emissions by 2050. That's way too far. That's way too far into the future. We'd be adults by then. And the environment would be in a bad state already. And as a child, we can uh, make sure that we grow a lot of plants in school. We can um, raise awareness around the area and you can join the Little Wise Club and you can use your skills to raise awareness about the environment. You can do it in your own exquisite way. For example, if you were supposed to do it with Lego, even though it's a plastic toy, um, but Lego is taking steps towards changing its ways. It was completely based on plastic. And now these days they're executing plans where by 2030, they plan to convert all their bricks all their bricks into sugarcane based plastic, which is bioplastic and it biodegrades, but it's as bio, it's as uh, durable as normal plastic. And the packaging is going to be paper and no more plastic because they give these numbered plastic bags. They're going to give it in numbered paper bags. So that's their ideas. And say I can do stop motion animation, I can make something like that to raise awareness about the environment or digital art or something, something at least to tell people. And don't forget to do it yourself if you're telling somebody to do something. I love that you said that because oftentimes people will preach some things or they may share that people should do things, but they don't follow it themselves. So it's important to stay true to what you believe in as well and practice it, try to practice it on your own too. So that's incredible. Yeah, and uh, one more thing I wanted to share about environmental issues and things like that. You know, I hope you know world famous um, girl and activist Greta Thunberg. She became famous because she gave a speech and there are other people who did equally good things, but they didn't give a speech and yet they didn't become famous. So you shouldn't actually do things to become famous. You should do things because you want to serve Mother Earth. You want to serve her for a purpose. And um, that's one thing because there's this other guy, he planted a whole forest um, and he, and now it's a big hub of different, um, wildlife and it's totally biodiverse and there are other villages and other people who did such things and never gave a single speech they never put a single word out about this and Greta Thunberg all she had to do is she had to go to the UN speech and say how dare you she became a celebrity immediately this is something I didn't know I'm really glad that you're sharing this because I'm sure our listeners as well have learned from this so that's crazy. Mm, yes and I think according to me there's this village in uh, not this this is actually a true fact there's this village in India and whenever a girl is born they plant about a thousand trees to celebrate her birth and now it's literally like a forest not a village inside the forest, but a forest inside the village. And I think that village should be more of the hero than somebody who's just sitting around and is putting up signboards.
Wow, I love that you mentioned that about India. So in terms of how it's been in the UK as to India, what have you noticed in terms of sustainable change and renewable change uh, for uh, both of the countries? Like, for example, for me living in even just different, I've, I've traveled through different states and even coming from one state to another in the US, I've noticed a drastic change in terms of how they follow recycling or use paper bags instead of plastic as to where I come from back home. So things like this. Did you notice some things that really stood out to you from India when you were there as to the UK in terms of renewable change? Well, in the UK, they are starting to ban plastics, right? Single-use plastics, and they have recycling bins wherever you go, and in, and they keep the streets clear of things, and there are trees nearly everywhere. And in India, where I live in Bangalore, it's known as the Garden City because of all its greenery and flora and fauna and things like that. And one thing I realized there is that they've banned plastic bags already and you have to pay a fine to because you were using a plastic bag. And another thing is that it I'm not meaning to be rude or anything while saying this, but it's it litter will be found anywhere and everywhere you go in India because and me and my friends, we normally do litter picking and we would collect at least two big bin bags full of litter. Wow. Only in our road and the community roads, like it forms a hatch. Only in those roads, we could collect at least uh, one big bag of litter. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's something that I wonder as well from when I've traveled to India too and I notice a difference from back home. And I wonder how can how can how can change be brought, especially when there's so much litter and pollution in that sense of how can how how what would be what do you think personally would be a great way to spread awareness locally or in in those communities in Bangalore? So, good question. Actually, it's um, up to the people and the government. I mean, it's not entirely the government's fault that the place is so dirty uh, because we all have something called the NIMBY syndrome. I learned this from my clubhouse room and NIMBY stands for not in my backyard. And because it's not in our backyard, we don't want it to be in our backyard. We throw it away to the road or somewhere else, which is not the bin or the recycling bin. And there are other people, humans like us, who come to sweep the roads every day and we don't want them to... Um, like they don't want to tidy up after us it's our duty to do so as well because we are humans too we have to do what is right and um people need to learn that they shouldn't be littering like that and the government also needs to put strict laws and the to, people have to have a substitute for it otherwise they're not going to stop they're, they're just going to think this is a joke we don't have any substitute so why can so why don't we continue and then they just have to continue because i've seen this myself when my parents tell me something and then they give me a substitute i kind of stopped doing it yeah if you know what the resources are or the options are as to what you're doing then it might be easier to 
bring change, right? So, yeah, so they need to set up more recycling bins and recycling points and things like that around India. And I'm starting to set up one myself for children. But you know, uh, it's in India, there are some um, gadis who come and collect the, all the litters and everything. It is working on, it's not that much. It's not more than KO. It's actually in process that we are working on that. Yeah, well, such things are good, but they shouldn't, like, organizations are good, but it's up to the people. If people and society need change, then, um, then. If people and society and communities need change, then organizations have to change. If organizations have want change, and then people have to change. But if but it's also the opposite. Like if people want change, people have to change. If organizations want change, yeah. organizations have to change. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we want clean surroundings, we want and we want clean minds, we have to think how to keep the community clean by not littering and not simply throwing something after drinking the contents because one guy did it right in front of me on world environment day and i got really upset yeah exactly siona it's the people who want to uh, who need to change their habits you know uh, they just uh, the, they just throw any uh, any packet or anything on streets just like that you know and basically, I think that they have this habit from their home because they yeah. just live there in their house. They don't use dustbins sort of thing. So the last question is that how your parents parents helped you in this podcast or how they are helping you to reach your goals? Well, actually, I have no idea how my mom does that. So that's kind of a question for her. Well, I'd say that, you know, uh, Siona has been a very chatty girl since she's a very young girl. And um, she's she's been wanting this podcast since she was like seven. But because I was working in London for, uh, um, at that time, I didn't have the uh, time or the capability but I did do my learning during that uh, one year I was working and learning her podcasting editing and different things uh, and then we had to move to India um, that gave us a lot of time yeah and then pandemic doom, happened the whole world was under doom and we were doom. on a doom. <laughs> oh. so um, you didn't felt like I saw that you know like like Indian parents think that oh just work on the studies more and okay. you put her in that field it's very good that your thinking is like that yeah actually ma'am <laughs> well it, a lot of them ask you know how do you manage with the school and stuff but a lot of parents forget that the actual learning and grasping power in children happens before they're five years old and I worked on Siona, yeah. not now, but I worked on her when she was born, from the moment oh, she was yeah. born. So when she was just uh, three years, she used to identify like 95 countries on the world map. Ooh, <laughs> so it's, 
it's not about making them intelligent but giving them the capability of learning i'm not saying she now remembers all the 90 countries but then she got that art of learning and remembering things you know at a very young age and uh, because of that even now she's carrying on with that capability thankfully she's still an a star student at school and so the school stuff didn't really bog me down i knew that you know children if they lose all their age now on homework and on school they're probably not going to be able to change anything until they're an adult and after they're an adult they probably lose the uh, zeal to do anything the creativity um so basically i would definitely say that uh, indian education system especially is mm-hmm. it feels like they're doing a lot but it is killing the creativity of children in a big big exactly. way yeah now actually uh, after 12 they face a problem till 12 it's okay that they are reading and they are working and they are studying after that they face a problem yeah see they think okay uh, we give instructions and they take it the main element is uh they have to know that children have a big individuality of their own and uh, with with siona and her brother i make sure i ask them to make their choices do you want a fruit which fruit do you want i don't just cut it and keep it on the plate they make a choice even in their fruit they make choice of what what they want to wear how they want to look it's not that i give them complete the freedom to go to whatever you want but then we have there to advise them you know uh and uh, things in which they can exercise their freedom we have to let them exercise like on a tightrope you, um you have to have if you, in case you fall if you're independent you have to have uh, these supporting bars and one is the mom one is the dad yeah so, oh yeah, she we... described it in a very good way <laughs> yeah, yeah so um, i think uh, working on children is very tricky for every parent they have the challenges and then uh, we don't let them do any of the creativity we're always on only marks and how how well are you getting oh look at that girl she's better than you or exactly. things like that um, yes mm. exactly comparison is very high and uh, because siona has had her uh, kindergarten years here in the uk the school mm. ha- also has played a big role in the sense that you know um, i'm i'm seeing the big difference because she has a four year old brother and he is doing his kindergarten there in india the i can see the literal difference in the way the schooling systems work because for her i still remember they'd ask her to bring something from home show it explain it uh, show and tell is, is what it was called yeah right? and they used to have model making and art work so the 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 junior years are really spent on uh, uh, the creativity the chill, the teachers encourage them to talk the, te- the teachers ask them how was your day what did you do what do you, what, what's your culture like but in india at the moment my son is going through a big homework struggle Oh, because each day wow. they're expected to write two pages of alphabets imagine those tiny hands and uh, they're given star of the week and the stars of the week are normally the kids who are uh, you know being brushed at home to keep doing their homework much quicker and uh, i i i don't know I, i don't believe in that kind of schooling at least in the junior kind of years yeah i i personally learned a lot from you and siona literally 
<laughs> and we uh, we don't know in another other 10 year old child who is doing her own podcast so yeah, very I mean, uh, there, there are there are child podcasters they definitely are uh, i'm not saying she's like the special but uh, when people come across it for the first time especially in india they're like what is a podcast and then they'd say what a 10 year old no no that cannot happen then it must be very simple so it's okay mm-hmm. try it uh, put your hands into it and then learn we we personally both of us we love encouraging everybody to get into podcasting it gives you a voice it gives you those skills it lets you explore your mind beyond what you can think think big and enter into it but be consistent is what i do twice yeah yeah exactly ma'am and like she inspires a lot like when we just listen to her podcast and every you know on instagram she's such an inspiring kid thank you thank you so siona it's your space if you want to add anything if you want to say anything i like to ask you what inspired you to start your podcast okay so we started our podcast because we wanted to talk about taboos the cultural differences which are faced in india basically and uh, yeah to add to that so yeah it was our idea to do this podcast uh because we actually yugli and rimchim had a podcast of their own before and i wanted to start a podcast on self development and we somehow came together through uh getting to know one another and uh because rimjim and i are a part of the same schooling uh i i'm an online student at the same school that she studies at and we came together and we realized that we have some similarities but also there are some big differences based on our countries of whether it's how we speak or how we interact or the the mindset and the mentality of our own countries and so that really was something that stood out to me and i actually grew up in a household where i grew up with some traditional values so i thought it was so interesting to me growing up in the us and seeing how how parenting was different as well and how that influences us as people when we grow older so i wanted to learn more about cultures and travel so uh we all have things and perspectives of our own so that's why we came together as well as to uh discuss things that people don't speak about on everyday on the everyday basis as well like climate change uh renewable energy or activism or things like that so there's so many topics we want to cover but we're truly inspired by you Siona for you to be at the age you are and so wise and understanding and to know that the world is bigger than you and it's not just about it's not just about oh it's it's not like you were saying it's not in my backyard like these issues if it's going in one country it's also impacting us globally so it's important it's our responsibility to help one another and help with our world as well so Thank you so much and I will now send it back to Yugli who will do the outro or add anything if she would like to. Well, um sorry to interrupt but okay, I'd like to say that um before you could do the outro you rightly said that if it's if something is going on in one country it's going to impact the whole world. That's what many people say and that's so true. That's what I've seen through my news episodes. when i was doing news 
Uh, so, um, yeah, because what's happening in Afghanistan is ex is actually impacting the whole world. The Taliban is taking over Afghanistan and they're doing bad things to people who don't listen to them. It's affecting the world because they have to take in so many people. And um, if you see on the world map, Afghanistan is a bit of a big country and the whole world has to have a share of their people. And it's going to be a bit hard squeezing in all those people. Yes, most definitely, especially those who are who have had to leave their homes, unfortunately, to travel to new countries and then experiencing new uh, a cultural shift or even an environment shift that can play a big role into it and how that influences, especially children for their upbringing as well. So it's really important that we help help guide these people as well so that they understand how they can improve themselves or live in a better world. So. Yeah, these issues can hopefully be prevented or stopped completely if possible. So, Yeah, because um, actually the reason behind terrorists, because they're the reason behind major global things, is that terrorists are being trained at a young age. That means today children like me are being trained to be terrorists. Yeah. And that means we're going to have terrorist attacks. We're going to be dealing with terrorist attacks when we grow older and we're ruling the world. Most definitely. It starts at a young age as well, right? A lot of things, as, as people are older, if you ask them why they have certain behaviors or why, why they are doing what they're doing is because of an impact from their childhood as well, right? So I think yeah. that's part of it. I agree. Yeah. Thank you, Siona. So thank you so much for joining us today. We are delighted that to have you as super inspiring and young speaker who loves to do digital art, who loves to do many new things and have started many new great ideas. We wish you all the best for your future and hope to meet you again. So with this, and we think that new generation knows better than our adults because you have a great ideas and i hope our listeners have enjoyed thank you so much and have a great day ahead